3: Craig, great to be with you here on this Waiver Wire Wednesday. A lot of folks looking to make ads and drops in fantasy football. We're going to help you through that. I'm Craig Mish Today, along with George Kurtz here on the show on this wonderful Wednesday, George, of course, has his eye on Major League Baseball as well. Last couple of weeks, George, of the season here. Your Yankees, man. Like, I mean, maybe they're getting it together here a little bit. I don't know. They got two weeks to get to figure it out. Let's go.
4: Probably of the Yankees is this, right? They've beaten Texas twice. they play Texas again tonight. great off day tomorrow, but then they get their three bugaboos. They play Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay to end the season they have losing records versus all three and I'm not talking all their eight and nine I'm talking these are heavy losing records they have not played well against their own division all season long they've been much better against the other two divisions for whatever reason and this includes Baltimore by the way who I think they have a 10 and nine record against or 10 and eight record against just have not done it against the American League East. so probably not the way the Yankees want to finish the season yeah
3: no definitely not And, and I'll tell you this is um fascinating into the baseball season as well i'm looking forward to honestly the postseason we got about 10 days left of major league baseball but uh, our top story of the day here before we get to our headlines george uh the dolphins announced about 30 minutes ago that Tua attack uh is going to miss this week he won't be placed on injured reserve but that means jacoby Brissett is a, a guaranteed starter this week i'm supposing i guess in some super flex leagues maybe somebody would pick him up but certainly this is not the best news for the uh, for the Dolphins, that's for sure.
4: No, rough, right? Fractured ribs here. Not that Tua was lighting it up anyway, but not what you want to hear. Uh, Tua was. We were hoping to see him take that next step this season. You know, last year we sort of, uh, I know me personally, gave, you know, gave him a bye last uh, last year. Training camp, truncated. No mini camps Coming back coming from the injury from college. And they expect them to do well here. It didn't really go that way. They gave him more weapons this off season, right? You draft the superstar, mm-hmm. you sign Will Fuller. I thought they messed up in not getting a better running back there. You know, I'm not really thrilled with Gaskin there, but it is what it is. You can, maybe you can't fix all your problems in one offseason. season. Now he's already got the fractured ribs. This could be another lost season for him, real quick here. He's gonna be out a couple of weeks, then we'll see what happens here. The best thing about Percept, by the way, I loved his. Uh, and I, by the way, I'm being sarcastic. I love this statement at the last week's game. I know I'm a starter in this league. I can be a starter in this league. This coming after your numbers weren't all that great. I think you averaged 4.6 yards per throw, and you lost 35 to nothing. Yeah, I might want to save those statements for when maybe you played a wee bit better. Maybe put a field goal on the board. Then I'll stay something like that.
3: Yeah, not, not the best look for Miami. This is going to be a really tough one, having to travel across the country and beat the Raiders. We'll see if Tua can come back in two weeks. All right, so with that, here are our headlines here on the show. Uh, Bradley Chubb. For the Denver Broncos, going to miss at least six weeks. Looks like seven to eight weeks after ankle surgery. So that's a big loss for their defense. Luis Severino pitches for the first time in a couple of years. I know everyone was excited about that, including George. Ohio State's C.J. Stroud has a shoulder injury, but should start this week against Akron. They probably won't need him. And uh, and the South Carolina is finally making a quarterback change, which they probably should have done for the beginning of the season. They were starting a graduate assistant, Neb Zoland. And, uh, and they were just getting pummeled all year. So uh, he's going to be replaced, and a uh, different quarterback will start against Kentucky. Gives us hope here, George. It's not too late for us. You know, we can go back to school, study a little bit. I know that I th- I think I'm think i pushing 50. I think that you're right around there, too. Uh, I mean, maybe we still have a shot. Tom Brady's 44. We go back as grad assistants. Maybe we get to start in the SEC.
4: Libby, I wish I was pushing fifty. Uh, I'm above that mark. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, what was, that? was that was that necessary roughness with Scott Bakula? Didn't he go back to school because he had one year of eligibility left? All right, and he was a quarterback at like 40 years old or whatever he was back then. Uh, interesting flick there. Uh, listen, Tom Brady, I, I, he's a freak. He's just he looks better now than he did when he came out of college. I mean, he's a freak. It's avocado ice cream, man, which I will never ever. You couldn't pay me to eat avocado ice cream, but uh, whatever it is, it's working for him. God bless.
3: Yeah, no, amazing there for sure. Uh, all right, so um, it, we're gonna get very heavy into the waiver wire today, George. So, uh, in your fantasy leagues, I know you're playing in a bunch. How are you feeling? This is kind of like the first conversation we've had since last week. Uh, a lot of two and O's, a lot of zero and twos, a lot of one and ones. Like, what, what's what's the Kurtz mentality here going into this week?
4: I have a lot of one and ones. I'd say three quarters of my league are one and one. A couple of two and O's and I think and a couple of zero and twos. Uh, I've been lucky so far, you know, which is really concerning for my 0 and 2 teams. I have not been hit with injuries uh, for the most part. The 11 teams I'm on, I don't have any of the big name injuries, so I've I've, been, I've lucked out. That's generally not the way things work out for me, so I'm happy. So I'm not, so I'm not like flying to the waiver where, Oh, I have to get this guy so I can play it more cool. And sometimes what I'm doing is a lot of these leagues, I'm just keeping people honest. You know, a top waiver wire guy, I'm you know, putting bids in. But I'm not dying. I don't really need them. I still like the guys I drafted here. I don't have any obvious spots, but I'm putting bids in anyway because I want to make sure guys like Craig Mish don't get these guys for free. You know, they bid a low amount. No, 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 you're not getting them for free. I'm making sure you're paying for these guys. You know, so I I will put in a probably what I would call a competitive bid, but not a bid that I expect to win in most leagues.
3: I think we call that price enforcement, George, in in fantasy. So happy to uh, happy to entertain that as well here on the show. I threw a couple bucks in on different players. Uh, one of them, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even remember his name. It was the practice squad running back from the Cincinnati Bengals that's now on the 49ers. That guy, whoever that guy, I put that I put a dollar bid in on uh, that guy this week. So. Plenty more to come here on the show. Bad job that I don't even remember his name. But I will give you some other names that you can pick up this week. George and I will be right back here on Fantasy Sports today. All the key pickups in fantasy to not throw away your free agent acquisition budget. We'll do that next here on the show. Also, we'll talk about players that you actually can cut in fantasy football this season. After two weeks? Maybe. We'll be right back.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack denim dresses sneakers tops and more plus get genius deals on jackets sweaters and boots for the whole family shop your nordstrom rack store today and save up to 70 percent with new markdowns but hurry deals this great won't last
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet-o-fish sandwich all day
3: Time to hit the waiver wire here on Fantasy Sports today. Craig Mish, George Kurtz, and uh, we're going to start off. We're going to do some quarterbacks, tight ends. We've got running backs, wide receivers. And, and look, I mean, George, we are fortunate. Maybe I'm jinxing it right now, but we are fortunate that we have not had massive injuries, at least at the beginning of the regular season, for players that we drafted in the first few rounds of Fantasy. Uh, but we have had a lot of quarterbacks hurt, George. That that has been the surprise. You would think amongst all of the players in the NFL that the quarterbacks would be the most protected. But as we saw this past week with Miami and Houston and Indianapolis and even Chicago, uh, I, I mean, some of these quarterbacks look like they just, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, dare I say, they just weren't ready for the season. It seems like that's the case with Houston and, and maybe even some other teams, too.
4: Yeah, I agree. Uh, once again, you uh, think of these quarterbacks that didn't get hurt. They're really not fantasy relevant. I mean, were you really relying on Tua, Andy Dalton, Tyrod Taylor? You know, I don't think you were. So we've, uh, we've gotten lucky so far, which, by the way, I hope keeps up. Because, uh, is it you know, the other shoe going to drop, and now in the month of October we're going to lose everybody. It's always been the argument for first round, people who avoid first-round running backs. It's like, well, you know, so many of them get hurt every year. They do the stats. They're right. It does seem like three or four of those top running backs get hurt every year. And we get it, running back, collisions. What do you get? 20 collisions, 20 car crashes every game. So we can understand that. But when these guys get hurt with non-contact injuries, yeah, that's frustrating. And that does seem to be what happened for the – now part of the problem on Sunday, not everybody. Obviously, two has got fractured ribs. I'm pretty sure that had to be due to contact.
3: Yeah, no, I, obviously, uh, A.J. Epineza had his way with the Dolphins uh, on Sunday. All right, so let's take a look at some potential options if, if you're looking for an alternative at quarterback this week, George. And we'll start off. We got Jared Goff against the Baltimore Ravens. He's looked pretty good in in times where the team has been trailing. Sam Darnold, I, I mean, look, the the Carolina's 2-0 and at this point. He seems to be a better quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater has obviously been fantastic, and it's probably unclear if he's still available even in your league. And and look, Daniel Jones keeps racking up, George, these fantasy points, even though he doesn't look very good. And he has a pretty good matchup this week against the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, look, I mean, you know, clearly if Teddy is available, I mean, I, I would say George is probably the best plan for you. But you could do worse, I think, with some of these guys this week too. I mean, look, we have to make decisions on Wentz and Roethlisberger. There's a bunch of guys banged up.
4: Absolutely. This is this is a wild week for, for Superflex leagues. Most of these guys are super flex categories. It's my by far my favorite type of league. I believe all leagues the reason is quarterback is so deep nowadays that you should be starting two quarterbacks if you can. I don't think you should be in a two-quarterback league, but a super flex league. Once again, where well, you can start two quarterbacks and everybody on this list. I'm probably not going golf's direction. Baltimore, better defense here, but the other three are certainly in play. I mean, you can go up and down the line here. Bridgewater should have been probably claimed after last week. He has the best weapons out of all these guys we're going to talk about here. They have a decent running game. Cortland Sutton all announced his presence last year, uh, last week. Patrick uh, is there. This team's going to be able to throw the ball. And Bridgewater, by the way, is <clears throat> throwing the ball into the secondary, something he never did before. He's doing it this year. Love him. Daniel Jones, we give him a lot of grief, right, because he fumbles the ball a lot, a lot of turnovers here. But he also, we don't give him the credit. He goes, he runs, he uses his legs. That's points every game we're getting fantasy-wise. And you're not going to get a better matchup this week than the Atlanta Falcons who can't stop anybody. If I got a group of friends for a flag football game, we would beat the Atlanta Falcons on their defense. Points are coming in this game. The over big time for me And this Giants-Atlanta game here. And Sam Donald, listen, no matter what you think about Donald, Carolina's a decent team, maybe better than a decent team. They've got some weapons as well, and they're playing. Houston Who's going to start the rookie. I mean, 38 minutes is what I think. could be the overall on Carolina having the ball on Thursday night. That's a lot of opportunities for Donald here. I love him this week as well. I would start all, all three of those guys over somebody like Baker Mayfield this week.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think that they're all viable options, and, uh, and, and I think the, the shocking one is that Daniel Jones has been fantasy effective while – he probably has not been uh, reality effective for that. I mean, not has not been reality at all for, for the New York giants and, and and Atlanta has, has shown at least to Jalen hurts and Tom Brady that they are willing to give up some fantasy points this week. Probably should include Matt Ryan on this list too. Okay. Let's go over to tight ends. This is something that we probably should do right at the top of every show, George, because everyone always needs a tight end in fantasy. I mean, you're always looking for some edge, Uh, Jack Doyle, 10 fantasy points, maybe 11, depending on the league last week. In a PPR, he goes up against Tennessee. The Titans have stopped no one through two weeks. Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. You'll have to wait till Monday night on that one against Philadelphia. Harrison Bryant uh, going against the Chicago Bears. And Dan Arnold back on the grid here a little bit, uh, going against the Houston Texans here. So, I mean, I'm guessing, George, again, that Doyle in in deeper leagues is probably owned. You're probably like digging into Bryant and Arnold here a little bit. But there are a lot of options for players to play. And, you know, one player in particular, George Zach Ertz, has done like nothing for a couple weeks. He's on the COVID list. Maybe he's a cut in some leagues as well, maybe for one of these guys.
4: Yeah, tight end is – we we go through this every year, right? Tight end is a vast wasteland. There's a reason why Kelsey goes so early. Waller goes so early. Uh, You're probably not through with Kittle right now either the way he's playing. Because if you don't get one of these guys and you're, and you got a, a bottom three tight end, you're almost streaming. And that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with streaming a tight end, by the way. But you are going to try and find the right guy. Jack Doyle, too, is the walking dead. Now you forget about this guy. He's dead. He's gone. Oh, no. He rises out of nowhere. He's got a touchdown. And this, it's amazing. The problem with Doyle is this what if Carson Wentz is out this week? You know, are we going to, are we going to like uh, Doyle with uh, Jacob Eason? Mm, probably not. Probably staying away there. I kind of like Schultz, but there's a wart there as well in Blake Jarwin. They sort of split time there, but Amari Cooper is banged up. You know, Gallup's already out. So if Cooper Cooper's going to play, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play. By the way, Cooper usually eats up the Eagles uh, alive in Texas Stadium or whatever they're calling that Jerry's World now. But uh, if uh, you know if Cooper's banged up a little bit, maybe can't see his normal target share. Tight end should see more of the ball on uh, Monday. So yeah, Schultz gets an idea there. Bryant. They they just don't throw the ball enough for me, and to go down that far down the list, I'm gonna have a little issue with. But uh, Dan by the way, Dan Arnold and Sam Donald, it's killing me. Uh, These guys (laughs) are really, I think they were the same guy, same name. Uh, but yes, I'm interested in him quite a bit. Once again, Thursday night, I I like all my Panthers because they're gonna. I think they're gonna have the ball for two thirds of this game. I don't see Houston really doing much in this to make it a game here. And the Cowboys are going to control the ball as much as they want. If they want it for 45 minutes, they'll have it for 45 minutes. But I expect them to have the ball for about 38 minutes. Lots of opportunities there.
3: Yeah. And and look, you know, the thing is, is that I'm always careful now in, in the COVID stuff going on. And we talked, you know, Antonio Brown, you heard about him a little bit there at the top. Is that George? I'm always a little concerned if I'm on the fence on playing guys on Monday night. Now, I never, I never had that mindset. I always thought, hey, the most points you can get are when those lights go on on Monday night. It seems like a lot of those players play better. But I'm always worried that I go into Sunday and then we don't get any clarification on something. Even if it's just a player like Schultz who has no issues right now whatsoever, I'm usually leaning toward like 1257 Eastern playing a guy that I know is definitely in. And that's not always something that I've done.
4: No, the COVID world is a different world we play in here. Right, And to back up your point, by the way, all six standalone games, it's overnight games, they've all gone over. So there are points being scored in the primetime games, right? For whatever yeah. reason, it's probably just a small sample size, nothing to really dig into here, but they're all, they've all gone over. So you want to think about that. And Another thing I'll give you, I worry about players from Florida and Texas, you know, where the uh, COVID's been running a little rampant. You know, it's running rampant throughout, really throughout the country, but those are the two states in particular. Dallas already had their problems. Right, they had quite a few players that were out, you know, and I worry about the Florida teams as well. That being said, if you need a tight end, how far down the list are you going to go? You know, you may have to roll the dice here. You know, uh, we're rolling, really with all these tight ends are rolling the dice, right? None of them are top guys here, oh, but uh, you're really yeah. picking and choosing here. But maybe that's a tiebreaker. All right, oh, I don't, I don't trust COVID. Let's go with this guy on Sunday.
3: Yeah. Well, at least I made the show today, George. I live in Florida. Everything was okay for me. So I'm here today, and at at least you don't have to worry about me for this show. All right, coming up next, it's wide receivers and running backs. We're going to dive into some names next. Uh, You know, some real possibilities of some starts this week, by the way, especially with some injuries in the NFL, the way it always works. We'll have it for you next year on Sports Grid. Your waiver wire look at Wednesday continues right after the break.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack denim dresses sneakers tops and more plus get genius deals on jackets sweaters and boots for the whole family shop your nordstrom rack store today and save up to 70 percent with new markdowns but hurry deals this great won't last
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day
3: Well, I know for a lot of you out there, you're looking for wide receivers on the waiver wire, George, and we're going to hit wide receivers and running backs here. You know, it's interesting to me that it feels like, at least from the community or people that I follow on social media or people that are that are talking, is that there's you know there is some disappointment with some players, but it seems like everyone's kind of throwing away the first couple of weeks of the season and has optimism and I think that Mike Evans is a good example of that the first week of the season it does nothing scores a uh, a touchdown in the second week but there are also some names of course that are out there that you can pick up and I think George the the moral of of the story for me with the waiver wire this early in the season is it's all preemptive moves if there aren't injuries meaning that you're making moves now for players, maybe that could help you three or four weeks down the line. And I think that the novice fantasy player really doesn't look at it that way. They're just waiting for their guy to get hurt, which is like totally the wrong approach.
4: No, uh, it depends on how you draft. Uh, I'm not. If I t- when it comes to my process, if I believed in a guy in uh, August or whenever I made the draft, then I probably still believe in him now. But circumstances certainly could have changed. But there's also a chance. The last couple of roster spots, I was taking flyers, man. I was I was listen hitting. Drunk. Hit that, hit that bullseye with a dart, right? Not working out. I don't like what I'm saying. Playing time's not there. Moving on. Moving on. Go for the next guy. And that's what we're looking for here. Uh, you know, maybe uh, no one had, what, Quintez, I can't even pronounce this guy's name, Quintez Zephas. No one even thought about him in August. But he's right now, he's Goff's favorite target. And, yes, we made many jokes that the Detroit Lions had nobody to throw to, right? They were releasing all their receivers. Perriman gone, right. you know, and this guy's gone, this guy gone. Someone had to step up. We didn't know who it was. Well, it looks like it's Cephas. It's something with a new quarterback you don't know who you're going to find chemistry with. So that's what we're looking for here. You're looking for that guy. I'm not saying any of these guys I'm going to talk about today are you know, the next 15 weeks you're going to love. No, maybe not. You know, maybe you're going to dump these guys in five weeks from now where they can help you now. Maybe they'll cover a bye week or two. Bye weeks are coming up in, what, two weeks? We start our mm-hmm. buys? So that's what I'm looking yep. for here, You know, guys who are not going to get me a zero.
3: Yeah, and look, you know, five for 50 is a wide receiver three in a PPR league. And there's a name on here that we're going to talk about that probably will get five catches for 50 yards this week. So let's take a look at it. Zach Pascal is right back in the mix again at wide receiver. You can't get rid of this guy, George. He just pops up every year as like the fourth guy and he becomes the second Uh, Paris Campbell, basically doing nothing at the start of this season. KJ Osborne, I think is the name this week in fantasy. I think he is the one that's getting snapped up in basically every fantasy league. He's played, Very well for Minnesota, maybe better than some people thought. Their defense hasn't been good, but they've scored 60 points in two weeks, and Osborne's been a part of it. Cephas, you mentioned, for the Lions, and he looks like their top target, at least for this point, for Jared Goff. I don't know. We'll see going forward. Braxton Berrios is that name in a PPR league. Five catches, 50 yards, 10 points. Hello, Cole Beasley, Wes Welker. Like, this is what he does, and he'll probably do that against Denver this week. And then Freddie Swain... Goes up against the Minnesota Vikings this week, and you know certainly that's uh, you know to me he is the one name on here that I probably would not pick up, but Osborne uh, George is, is the one. He's not Eli Mitchell of last week. I don't. I wouldn't say that, but he is the one that people are using the most amount of their free agent acquisition budget this week on.
4: Right, he is the hot wide receiver name. Right, but you're right. Uh, he, running backs always a little different because we're all dying for running backs. None of us have enough running backs ever. So that's why running back, we always go bananas for one. Elijah Mitchell last week. Well, everybody's freaking out. Uh, many leagues, people blew their whole budget on him. right? 100% done. I want them. All right. And, uh, that's, how, that's just the way it works. Running backs is different than wide receivers. There are always wide receivers on the waiver wire. uh Pascal, which is, once again, it seems like everybody from Indianapolis is another walking dead guy. Dead, buried. Oh, no, he's back. He's back. And now we like him again. Uh, but same problem with Doyle. You don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I want nothing to do. With anybody on Indy, And you goes put Jonathan Taylor in here, if Carson Wentz is out. Because I think once again, that's got to be a tough go in there on their offense. with the uh he's technically not a rookie, but he is a rookie. Uh, Osborne, yeah, he'll be the big guy. We just talked about him. Cephas, I just don't like the matchup here. But he's the only guy that other than Hawkins, and Hawkins is the guy you want by far in Detroit, the tight end. But Seamus is next and he takes they take uh, uh deep shots with him. Take my chances there. Not going Braxton Berrios this week, not against Denver. That, uh, they have a no-fly zone again there. Tough to throw against that team. So I'm not going there, not with that team. Uh, no, I'll pass. And Freddie Swain, I don't mind Freddie Swain. I know Berrios uh, is the guy I don't want. Swain's the guy you don't want. Bandics, I think I can get him for cheap. You know, and I'm I'm probably, if I'm going for one of these guys, as I said, for me personally, I'm not looking to start him this week. I'm looking, you know, a couple weeks down the line here for somebody here. So I think I can get him for a couple of bucks. You know, right? I'm not spending double digit of uh, my fab here. It's a couple of dollars, maybe even a buck. Yeah, you know, I, I generally I don't bet a bit of uh, a buck unless it's somebody I know. No one's claiming. I'm going to bid two, three dollars. Uh, so and it's probably what I'll do here as well. Here, if I wanted him, I just think he'd be cheaper than the other guys. And like I said, I'm not asking him for this week. You know I'm looking down the line here for for, uh, for someone like Freddie Swain or any of these guys. Really. What?
3: Yeah, no, I, and look, I look, Barrios did it against New England. I don't know why I don't think he could do it at Denver, but understood. That's uh, you, you. Listen, he can't be in on every player, and I mentioned him a few weeks ago here on the show. He just keeps getting these five catch 40, 50-yard games for Barrios. Okay, so uh, at running back, we have some names here to discuss, and then I want to, you know, I, I did figure out who I, who I did, you know, pay a dollar for this week. His name is uh, Jacquez. Patrick, he was a practice squad player from the Bengals. That's now on the 49ers. I'll dive into that in a minute. Okay, at running back, uh, Cordero Patterson going against the Giants. He seems to be getting some carries in Atlanta. Sony Michelle could play a lot if Daryl Henderson isn't involved. This is not the best matchup in the world, but Sony Michelle would be a starter for the Rams. Zach Moss was inactive week one and then is now back scoring touchdowns in week two. Try to figure this one out in Buffalo. It's impossible. And Dimitri Felton, who I thought looked really good when he was on the field for Cleveland. I don't know how much they're going to use him. They already have two very viable guys, but I think Felton is a good example, George, of a player that if something was to happen to Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, he will be a fantastic pickup. Because even if he's if his snap count is somewhere in the you know thirty uh, percent, this this kid is so fast
4: he can score on a dime. Oh, bingo! You said exactly right about Felton. He's not going to help you this week. No, ne- next week you're looking for an injury here, and there is also you got a fantastic player here. I uh, think Cleveland is is rich in running backs, right? Chubb, Hunt, Felton, and they're they're run they run team. They want they want to run the football. That's what they want to do. So, yeah, Felton is someone I'm interested in as well here. A little bit of sneaky play, like I said, with the, uh, like from someone like Swain. Swain. It's not for now. It's for later. And I don't mind doing that, going for guys for later. I'm not going to wait for the injury that a $2 price becomes a $50 price if that were to happen. The other three guys are all viable. Uh, Cordero Patterson, he's not getting some carries. He's getting a lot of carries, about 40% there, over 40% of the carries there for Atlanta. And he's doing damage. That's just amazing. He's doing damage here. So, yeah, Patterson, I can't believe I'm saying it. I never would have thought in a million years I'd be saying this, but, yeah, a running back, Cordero Patterson. I'm placing bids because, once again, I don't have enough running backs in any league here. Michelle and Morse, I like them both. They are rough matchups this week. I yeah. uh, so You may have to start them, but, uh, you know, Michelle, I don't know what he's going to do against Tampa Bay. Uh, Henderson's got the, you know, what, the rib cartilage. They say he can play through it. It's a pain tolerance issue, but it's very painful. So even if he can play through it, I don't see him getting his normal amount of snaps. So, Michelle may have to do his damage more in the passing game. There is really what you're hoping for. Or touchdown deodorant here where he wipes off everything else. Maybe it happens. Tough to bank on that. And, Moss, I think it was Jer- uh, Jeff Erickson of uh, Rotoway who put out something so true. He goes, If you had Zach Moss in your lineup, please take a picture and send it to me because I want proof. Because nobody had Moss in their lineup last week. And I didn't, I have him in a league. I didn't put him in my lineup. So, uh, it came out of nowhere. And he's got a rough matchup as well here. But I think that's what Buffalo's going to be, by the way. Moss, single, you don't, you don't know which guy's going to be that guy that week. It's going to drive us crazy.
3: All right, speaking of which, so now let's get to San Francisco. Okay, so uh, Jaquez Patrick, who is uh, a three, two 235-pound running back, apparently, that San Francisco has added not to their practice squad, but actually, I think, George, to their team. And the reason why is because Mostert is out for the season, jeff wilson is on ir hasty i believe is on ir are going to be out for a long period of time and i think even elijah mitchell is hurt too so do you care to figure out the running back situation in san francisco because if you told me that i could get 15 carries from any running back on the 49ers i want that guy they always make the most of it it doesn't matter who the running back is so i threw a bucket this guy patrick
4: you speak the truth if you were to tell me that uh, Jacques Patrick, who sounds like he's on the sea, by the way, Jacques is a—he's a boat captain. He's not a football player. Uh, that uh, he's going to get 15 carries, I'm adding him. All, all right, he'll—he'll right. he'll probably start for me. Not only am I adding him, I'm adding him to start this week. All right, and, and how does how has San Fran beaten Green Bay the last couple of years? Run game, run game, keep Rodgers off the field. Yeah. I think they will try that. Everything you said is true about all the other players. Hasty's out for a few weeks. Not been hasn't been put on, put on IR yet, but he will be. If they're calling Mitchell day to day shoulder injury you know when does a head coach lie when his lips move so who knows day to day week to week they're not going to tell you anything the truth now because they no one's going to respect the, the run game at all so they have to make you think that they have somebody there i gotta think Jacques plays one thing about a running back over a wide receiver or a tight end or a quarterback it's pretty much can you hit the hole you can play you know okay we're gonna run right we're gonna run left it's not a hard spot to learn hardest thing about a running back picking up the blitz. That's where he could have his issue. So he may not be in there on third down. They may have to use somebody else who knows uh, the blitz calls there. But I think Jacques is going to play here. I don't know about 15 carries, but if you're stuck at running back, I think you'll get 8 to 10, and he's a big, big man. Yeah.
3: you. Uh, I mean, look, even going back a few years ago, uh, George Matt Burita was playable in fantasy on San Francisco. And, and people th- like, oh, he's only going to get 10 carries. And, and he made the most of those, too. It just seemed like. Tevin Colbin, whoever they ended up having, ended up being pretty good. So, yeah, I'm going to stash all of the 49ers running backs until somebody tells me otherwise. Coming up next, it's time to take a look at the game tomorrow night and give you some possibilities that you can bet on some props courtesy of the Underdog app. So, stay on the grid. We'll be right back.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
3: Before you know it, it will be Thursday and we'll be previewing the game tomorrow night between the Houston Texans and Carolina Panthers. But before we do that here on the show today, I want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes and information, as well as our fantastic hosts here making their picks randomly on the air and hopefully winning for you. So if you want the advice for you, just follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at TV. Also clips from Fantasy Sports Today, the early line morning after, and all of our shows, including everything that George Kurtz is on. And then, George, believe it or not, in about a week from now, we'll be taking a look at some of the hockey odds, the NHL odds. Now, you know, personally, I won't be looking at them. I'll just be tossing to you and you'll be talking about them here next week or the week after. But hockey is back. NBA is right around the corner. Brett Levy's all excited about that, too.
4: It's it's strange to think hockey is back, even for me, because it seems like we just gave the Tampa Bay Lightning the cup a week ago. Right? We were just talking on this show who was going to win, and now it's back. Uh, training camp opened uh, today for a lot of teams here, and the season starts in 20 days, three weeks from yesterday. Wow. And Hockey gets going again. Hockey is truly the never-ending season.
3: Yeah, it feels like it's like it just – it feels like this about the NBA, too. I, I guess the, you know, football is the one that we always look forward to. And it, it seems like it waits, uh, it drags, and we just wait for they it must. to come back. I, I feel that about baseball, too, though. I, I honestly feel like baseball takes too long to come back after the World Series is over. Um, you know, because the beginning yeah, of spring training, Well, what is it?
4: Live up here and you'll think baseball takes forever to come back, but it's freezing. You can't wait for baseball to come back for the warm weather to come back with it. Is it let me ask you something about baseball. I don't know if it's because of the 60-game season last year, but did this season seem to fly by for you? Like, I mean, it's it. I can't believe we're 10 games left. I, I haven't seen enough games in Fenway Park yet. Just, it's just going through my head. How is the season almost over already?
3: Well, I mean, George, the team that I cover is about to lose like 90 games, maybe 95. So it, it, it has not felt the same for me that maybe it has for you. And also, I, uh, I have been, you know, essentially – going to so many games now in terms of Miami the first half of the season felt like it flew by I agree with you but since the trade deadline which I thought was maybe the most exciting trade deadline I have ever seen I I, George I will say it it has dragged for me here like I I just I I just want it to come to an end but I'm very excited for the postseason like I'm, I'm excited to see good teams play and and break those games down with you every single week but i i don't have the same view because when your team is, is not good, good or the team that you follow is not good just kind of want it to end I, I feel that way
4: a little bit now I, as far as the postseason, by the way i want all these card teams i want them all to tie i want to see a playoff that goes on forever that first week in october oh i guess the second week in october or whenever they're gonna start the playoffs but i want to see like four teams yeah. that last wild card. i think that'd be i said i i can't get enough baseball so let's just play forever
3: Look, I, I agree. I think the Cardinals have put an end to that in the NL. But in the AL, I think you have a shot maybe of that happening. But, the, look, I mean, St. Louis is, like, pulling up ahead of it. I mean, they're winning, like, every game every day. So I, I don't know. But, uh, okay, so Thursday night comes naturally. We have college football. We have pro football. I'm actually, I think, like, a college game uh, Friday night. Um, I think Virginia's playing Wake Forest. What better game in the ACC. I digress. Thursday night in the NFL, uh, Antoine Staley, who covers the Carolina Panthers, we're going to bring him on the show tomorrow to ask him about some of these props and maybe his opinion. He's with them every day covering them. But for now, I got George here. So let's take a look at it, a betting perspective on this game tomorrow night. And the props are up already. Thank goodness for FanDuel. They got him up already this week. Sam Darnold's total for passing yards in this game is 258.5, laying minus 114 on the juice. And Davis mills is the quarterback for houston this week the total is 223 and a half now based on your narrative george it sounds like to me you correct me if i'm wrong that you're predicting somewhere along the lines of like a 26 to 10 game it feels like at least that's the way you're coming at this with donald doing well houston not doing well which would mean if, if that's your direction here that based on that you're going under on both of these because darnold you know clearly has to be in a competitive game I, I would think george for this to go over this total of 258 i don't I don't think he's going to just throw for 300 and stop i don't i don't think so uh but boy davis mills i mean I, if carolina blows out houston davis mills will go over this number because he'll just be throwing all day but if, if but if it's close and low scoring i don't know i gotta go under on mills
4: I don't see how it's close. I don't. I think Carolina is a better team than even I've given them credit for. Divets playing, but I know they really haven't played anybody yet. You know, so, and then that continues this week as well, right? Uh, But I think they control this game. I think they almost do whatever they want this game. I don't know if Houston has any answer for anything. You know, no one has an answer for Christian McCaffrey. He's the cheat code. All right, and, you know, they've got a good offense there. And Sam Donald is playing well. He's not looking great, don't get me wrong, but he's playing well with what he's been given. I think uh, the schedule makers did them a favor here, sort of a little grace period to get in there. I right, play with Jets week one. They're a, they're a trade, right? I right, play with New Orleans Saints who have really no weapons on offense. You know, so, hey, I think it's, I think it's worked out well for the Carolina Panthers so far and it continues this week. Uh, Sam Donald is still for, what, 279 week one, 305 week two. My only worry is what you're sort of hinting at there. And it is a worry for me. Uh, You know, they score enough points. They score 20 points in the first half. The second half is all about run the ball, run the clock out, let's get the hell out of here. It is a short week. And the numbers do tell you "Mm," on a short week, the home team has a significant advantage. They win almost three quarters of the time here. But I'm still – I'm going with Sam Don. I'm going to go the over here. I think they get it. I don't think he's going to crush it. Like, I said, 279 week one, 305 week two? I can see somewhere closer to a 279. So I don't think I'll kill this number, but I do like the over – I don't know if I'm touching Mills here, uh, Greg. I just don't know if I can do it because I don't know what I'm going to get here. I just, I have no idea. All right. This kid should not be starting yet. He's not ready. This is not a first round quarterback. This is not Lance, Fields, Lawrence, Wilson. Right. I love somebody out there. I apologize. One of those top, uh, the five top uh, guys there. It's going to drive me insane. I'm trying to figure out that last name. Uh, So it's not one of those guys. Mac Jones. This guy was supposed to wait. Mac Jones. There it is. Maybe the best Mm -hmm. of the bunch in the end. Uh, So it's not one of those guys that's being prepared, right? Now he has to come play on a short week. The only way I think he reaches the over here is if what I, what I think is happening is going to happen. Carolina is up early, so they have to throw the ball a bunch. Then yeah, he'll get his over here. But I don't see myself betting it. I don't.
3: Yeah, I, I look. The, Houston's two and zero against the spread, George. You know, it's like far from me to, and I went against them last week. So far be it from me to do that again this week and and predict a disaster you would you would think that it's a disastrous team they just have not played like one so credit to them okay uh at running back a little bit of a different story here we have mark ingram whose total is 37 and a half it seems like he's the primary running back but lindsey is playing and david johnson is playing and and then christian mccaffrey's total is 86 and a half which is so fascinating george because mccaffrey could have 75 rushing yards and get you 35 fantasy points, right, with all the touchdowns and all the receptions. And, and McCaffrey just generally isn't that guy that's going to bust off a Derrick Henry game in terms of yards. It's, it's the other things he does is the receptions, the yardage, and, and also the touchdowns. But, again, the way that you're pushing this game has to tell me Ingram's and in under – And maybe McCaffrey is an over. I I would like to see Houston commit to one of these three guys, either whether it's Ingram or whether it's Lindsey. I I just don't know. Because, you know, for me, I I want startable players. And right now, Ingram, Lindsey, and Johnson are all not startable in Houston.
4: That's a low number though, but I, I do lean towards the under for Ingram. For what you're saying, uh, listen, I, I have to go by what I think the game script's going to be, right? So I think the game's going to be somewhat out of hand here. They're not going to run the ball a lot, Houston. Plus, it's a three-headed, sometimes a four-headed monster there. Yeah, I don't see Ingram getting that number. I don't. So I don't know if I do have something. It'll be a small something. It won't be anything major on Ingram, but I lean the under here uh, because I don't know how much running they're going to do in the second half, and too many guys there, too many cooks in the kitchen. So give me the under. McCaffrey, that's a high number. They pretty much went right in the middle of what he's done his first two games. Week one was right. 98. Week two was 72. They just cut the middle here. I'm probably more interested if you're going to do a prop here combined, rushing and receiving. I want to see what that number is. If that's a decent number, that's where I'll uh, edge to. Now, McCaffrey did have to come out of the game a couple of times on Sunday. I think it was for cramps. He needed some IVs. They think he needed two IVs. So I do wonder this. Once again, my game's got this out of hand. Do they not give his normal amount of touches in the second half? Because they don't need to, right? Once again, three days before the next game, then we get ten days off here. I can see Carolina going. We just want to get out of here, get the W, go back to Carolina. Let's, you know, we're not doing anything fancy. We don't need to. This is not a division game. We don't need to send a message here. We want the W. We want to go home. So I wonder once again if McCaffrey could have his touches limited somewhat, not major, but somewhat in the second half. But I'm really interested in the combined total more than the over 86.
3: Okay, and let's let's close it out here with some wide receiver props. Boy, Brandon Cooks has been much better than anybody I ever heard talk about him this season. His total is 68.5 tomorrow night. DJ Moore is on one of my teams, so I'm hoping for another over tomorrow. And really, the interesting one for me here, George, is Robbie Anderson, whose total is 44.5. And now, Anderson, DJ Moore came on at the end of last year, but Anderson in particular, was more or less the main target for Teddy Bridgewater through about the first 10 games of the season. And and the one reason why maybe, George, I would lean over here on that one, the final one, 44-and-a-half, is because the good teams and the good coaches realize that all of their players eventually need to get more heavily involved in the offense. And this number is just indicative of Anderson's first two games, which have not been good. Like he hasn't been a startable player in fantasy. And I think that he will, and I think that... He will get more involved in the offense remember curtis samuel is not there it has been essentially all dj Moore at the start of the season uh, and look it's a new quarterback if sam prefers more that's trouble for you season long wise with anderson but i like this opportunity in one game like it is as an example tampa uh brady found a way to get the ball to mike evans last week joe brady to me is one of the best offensive coordinators in football I think they're going to find a way to get Robbie Anderson more involved. Of the three, that's my favorite. Over forty-four and a half on him.
4: Yeah, see, uh, Davis and I talked about this yesterday as well. Um, we disagreed on Anderson. I was on your side, you know, not for your reasons, which, whether I think are very, extremely valid, because I think also once I think they, I think Carolina knows. All right, we're going to win this game. We're not going to screw this up. So it's a game where you can do something maybe you normally wouldn't do. Let's force. RB Anderson to get involved so we can make teams have to defend him later on. Anderson's also been a little weird this season because Anderson and Moore have sort of switched positions. And the fact that Anderson's running the deep routes, his air yards are much higher than Moore's. I think it's over 20 where Moore's under 10. Last year that was reversed. So for whatever reason, that's what's going on there as well. Interesting. I don't know why that is, but it is. So I'm with you on Anderson. I'm also the bleep, by the way, is this. If you're not starting Anderson Thursday, why is he on your team? Yeah, Yeah, let's think about that. I think it's a good matchup here. I'm on the over here as well. Now, Davis did convince me about Cooks, uh, or I was uh, – my worry about Cooks is this. If Taylor was the quarterback, I'd be all over this because that's all he was throwing to. Like, uh, you know, Derek Carr throws the Waller. Taylor was throwing to Cooks. It's all he's looking for is Cooks. He has eyes for Cooks wherever he is, and I don't blame him. There's not much else there. I don't know if Mills is the same way. I don't know if Mills can get the ball anyway. But I, I see the – I understand where he's going with it, that – the targets are there for him, so he sort of convinced me there that Cooks may still be a good play here. But that being said, he convinced me. He didn't convince my wallet all that much. It'll be a small play on the over here, not as not a all big right. play as I uh, I would have done if uh, if the number was the same and it was Tyrod Taylor. I might have bet three times as much as I probably would have gonna gonna do with uh, Mills there. I just don't trust Mills for me personally. I'm a cautious guy. I want to see Mills first before I start putting money on him.
3: I think that's understandable. I, I can tell you, I watched him play in the second half. The first series he was in, he looked as bad as you can possibly look. And then he looked pretty good. But again, in a situation where you're trailing by free touchdowns, most quarterbacks are going to at least look decent. But I got to tell you, George, take a look in Miami. I mean, I mean, this guy looked better, Mills, than Jacoby Brissett did against Buffalo. We'll wrap up Hour 1 coming up next. Stay on the grid.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices, every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
3: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mitch, George Kurtz, some updated news from the NFL. ESPN reporting, George, that Justin Fields will make his first career start for the Chicago Bears. Probably should have come two weeks ago, honestly. Uh, But he will start this week against the Cleveland Browns. And George, the future at least is now for Chicago. I will say this, George, with this caveat. I don't think Fields played well last week. I, I saw him play. He did not look good to me. Uh, I loved him in college. I still think he's going to be great as a pro, but I could not come away from that game last week thinking, yes, let me go grab him and play him this week in my fantasy team. I, I, don't, I couldn't do it.
4: Agreed. He didn't play well last week. Now, but let's not let's give him some faith here or some hope. He also wasn't prepared to be the starter last week. Now he'll have the week preparation here. Problem is you're going up against Cleveland. Mm. That being said, as far as starting him, you're in a one-quarterback league, a regular league, standard league, whatever you want to call it. You're not starting him. You're not. You know, how desperate could you be a quarterback to start fields this week? But if you're in a super flex league, he is going to add that 40 to 60 yards rushing with his legs. That's what he does here. So it's almost a touchdown with his legs, plus whatever he can get through the air here. So, yeah, for a super flex, I want him. He probably should have been drafted already. He should be out there on the waiver wire. So we'll see there. But, no, he didn't play well. And in all honesty, and this hurts to say – First of all, I agree with you 100% that Fields should have been starting from week one. Dalton wasn't terrible. He was actually looked good last week against Cincinnati before the injury, the non-contact injury. Uh, But he wasn't terrible. He looked good. But for the love of God, Nay, Dalton's not 100% for the rest of the year. Keep going with Fields.
3: Yeah, you would think. I mean, look, he, uh, he he probably has more pressure in terms of a, a, a head coach to win this year right now than anybody else. You would think that is the case, but he certainly doesn't act like it. But Justin Fields starts this week. Jacoby Brissett starts this week. As the day goes on, I have a feeling we're going to be learning a lot more. We'll constantly give you updates. Speaking of which, Chris has a sports grid update coming up here at the top of the hour. Then George and I are right back for hour two right here of Fantasy Sports Today. Stay on the grid as we continue this Waiver Wire Wednesday right after this.
0: Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming. and Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,